Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show tonight, our Thursday night Survivor show. If you guys have a question on Survivor, you guys can call in um, 347-237-5506. Let's, let's have a great show, guys. Today is May 25th, 2017. Welcome, Survivor fans. This is the Rad Reality Show Network. I'm Cherry Garcia. I'll be your co-host tonight. I'd like to say thank you for joining us for Mike on the Mic, our Survivor Recap Show with host Mike Albright, the number one Survivor fan in the world. He's currently met 469 Survivor alumni, and Mike has one of them as a special guest tonight. She's only been on one recent Survivor season, but everyone fell in love with her. We absolutely couldn't help it. Um, Not only is she stunningly beautiful, but she has the most incredible laid-back yet enjoying life for all its worth attitude. And she's just a really sweet girl. Um, From Survivor Millennials vs. Gen X, Jessica Figgy Figueroa will be here with Mike to recap the Survivor Game Changers epic finale that we all watched last night. And Mike is traveling back home from the finale out in L.A. And I think he's stopping in Denver to do tonight's show. He attends the finales every year, but this year one thing is different. Mike took his fiancée, Isabel, with him, and this was her very first Survivor finale. So we'll find out what that was like from her tonight, too. Um, We want to know... Who is happy with who won last night or who would have preferred a different outcome? How would you rate uh, the season as a whole? What twist did you like? What would you keep and what would you change? Call in and share your opinions with Mike and Figgy by dialing in at one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. And once you're on our switchboard, please remember to press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you're ready to join us on air and you're not just listening to Mike on the mic from from our switchboard. 
So um, right now, I'm going to play a little intro, and we'll be right back with Mike on the mic. They have volunteered to be marooned for 39 days. This is their story. This is Surviving. What a finale that was. How are you? Hey, Sherry. It's, uh, we're here in downtown Denver. I'm not sure what street we're on, but we're, there's a bunch of beautiful murals here. And it was an amazing finale. I was at the party till 1 a.m. with Isabel, And when we rushed to the Airbnb, got some sleep. And we've been on two flights and got a rental car and hit some Pokemon going some Denver uh, parks. And we're just driving to have dinner with some good friends of mine, and one, can't wait to talk about this phenomenal finale. So I, I'm having a great time. I love this finale. It was it was awesome. And there were so many alumni that were in the vicinity because of, you know, you get 20 game changers, and they have up to six family and friends, and I'm pretty sure half the survivors brought past players from their various seasons. So there were so many alumni. It was it was. One of my favorite finales just to see, you know, all the people that have played in the past and, you know, some very new, interesting things happen in this finale that have, have never happened. So I can't wait to, to recap it with you and our special guest and Isabel. So it's our first finale. Yes, this is going to be a great time tonight. Um, and I believe that your guest may be on our switchboard already. Phenomenal. I can't wait to – I. I haven't talked. I talked to Vicky three days in a row, so I haven't talked to her yet today. So I can't wait to talk to her on Thursday. So sure, whenever she's ready, let's bring her on in. From Survivor Millennials versus Gen X, we have the beautiful Vicky <laughs> with us now. Hi, Vicky. Thank you so much for calling in. Oh, you're welcome. How are you guys doing? We're we're good. Uh, did you recover from that? A phenomenal party we were at last night. Are you doing okay today? <laughs> Did you find me in the back room? I found everybody, I think. I heard you were curled up taking a nap. Oh, I did hear about this <laughs> yeah. nap, yeah. I, well, we had it when we were watching the show, we were watching with uh, Chris from my season, and we had everyone over at his place in West Hollywood. Yeah. and. We had a lot to drink, and they they kept them coming, and I hadn't ate all day. We canceled dinner plans to go straight to the after party, and we had some appetizer. Figgy was a little sleepy, and I took a nap for an hour and a half, woke up, and I was alive again. Well, we're glad you're alive, and everyone listening, make sure you stay hydrated. If you're going to drink alcohol, have something in your belly before you do, or you might take a nap and miss some of the party, but you didn't miss all of it, so... What was it like, Figgy, being a season removed from, you know, being the focal point? What's, what's it like now coming back now that you've experienced what you experienced now seeing two of your former 
uh, fellow castmates in this season, and what was that like just being a little bit removed from it this season? Yeah, you know, I was just excited to be celebrating um, the current cast because I've been a fan, you know, since I was little. I looked up to these people since I was little, um, you know. So watching and just getting to be a part of the family and celebrate with them, it's very unreal. Like, I stayed with the queen, and, like, she's a friend of mine. Like, it's, like, weird that I'm friends with these people, but they're family now. And it was incredible to celebrate them. Um, you know, it, people uh, say that um, if you played Survivor, you become a has-been. But it's not that we become has-beens. We're just a giant family, and everyone is relevant no matter what. Um, everyone has their own stories, and they're all told um, whether they play again or they don't play again. But it's, it wasn't weird to not be in the limelight because, I, I, I don't know, it was just fun to celebrate. And a lot of people from my season were there, so that was really yeah. cool as well. So it's just one giant family reunion. And that was cool. You had a lot from your season and a lot from the, the current season, but there were a lot of past players floating around. So who who out of all those people that weren't really on Game Changers or your season, but being a, a super fan, and we appreciate that because a lot of the people listening to this are fans, who, who else was kind of neat that you got to meet that wasn't, you know, on this current season? Uh, Lex. <laughs> I loved meeting yeah. Lex. Lex is great. Um, I mean, I recognized him immediately. I was just imagining him with his hoop earrings and when he played and he had gauges in. So I was like, holy crap, that's Lex. And he, he's sharp, man. He's dressed head to toe, like nice hair. And, I mean, he he's just a little slick Rick. Um, so it was really cool to meet him. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I have such a headache right now from yesterday. <laughs> I'm trying okay. to think about everyone that I met. Um let me look at my photos while I discuss this. That's um, Dave, your Dave, I Dave from Samoa. I like. I met him last night. He was at the after party, and okay. uh, oh, was, yeah, Danger Dave. Yes. Yeah, Danger Dave was there, so that was really cool. Um, and I love Anthony from fourteen. I've I've met him before, but I do. I love love Anthony. He's a great guy. So. You like you guys are calling the OG Fiji because uh, they were in Fiji before your your season in thirty four. I know, I yeah. Yeah. I know, yeah. He was the sixth boot too, so he was just like me. Uh, what, I like that you mentioned Lex because I really care about all the cats, but Lex is my all time favorite, and he's going to officiate our wedding next September. Oh, that's amazing! So, yeah, I can't wait to have Lex come out and do that. He's an ordained minister, and I tweeted Jeff Probst, never got back to me. So I wanted to go with my real first choice, which was Lex. So he'll he'll be there officiating it, and it's going to be such an honor to have him there. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm jealous. Maybe I'll get him to officiate my wedding one day. Jeff almost did, and I'm very glad he didn't. That, That is good, and we'll we'll mention that briefly. One of the, you know, key components of your time, on your season was, you know, this showmance with Taylor and whatever you're comfortable talking about. What was that experience like? Because from a, from a super fan's perspective, I think you kind of got pulled into something that you didn't ever seem fully like you wanted to be a part of. And Taylor just seemed enamored with you, and you're a beautiful person, so I can understand why. But, you know, what was what happened? Because we talked to uh, Sunday and Will about their perceptions of, of that, but what was what was your perception living that? Oh, gosh, I haven't even heard their perception of it. I don't know if I want to hear their perception of it. But what happened really was, um, strictly from a strategic uh, strategic standpoint for me, 
it was between Jay and Taylor, obviously. And when I look at the two, yeah. I'm kind of seeing, hey, like, you know, if it was to evolve into something, who would be mm-hmm. someone that, you know, I would possibly date? Now, we're out there to play a million dollars. Taylor is more of the um, guy who will listen to whatever I say, do what I tell him to do. He will go yeah. fetch water. He'll go mingle with Ken. He'll go flirt with Jessica and give her a background. He'll do whatever you say. That was a key component for me. And an alliance member, that was going to be my number one. And then also, yep. you know, possibly someone who is just there for you and it's very comforting to have. Jay, on the other hand, was very, um, very, very vocal, and it was his way or the highway. And, like, he's more of, like, a brother to me. So, um, but with yeah, yeah. his, you know, I mean, he, we watched him flip on Michaela, so he could have done that to me at any moment. We always said we were going to take each other to the end. But um, for the standpoint of the actual showman, it evolved into something more. I didn't plan on that. I didn't necessarily yeah, yeah, want yeah. that. If I, and if I knew things that you know, or not on the island about him, that would have never happened. And that's what really does truly suck is because I could have played an, a badass individual game and that got stripped from me because I got blinded in a situation and then it ended up smacking me hardcore in the face when it was all said and done. Yeah, and I think your opponents made a good decision. We hated to see you go because uh, Cherry and I were both, you know, team figgy from the start. So it, it sucked to watch. I bet it wasn't the best to to go through either. Well, what would, uh, one thing I think the viewers always love to hear is being a super fan how did you then get two millennials versus gen x before we talk about you know game changers people you know what was what was your path there because i think people are always fighting to you know get a chance to play this great game that we all love to watch you guys play and you got to play so how'd you get there yeah you know i um i applied um in the fall sorry i'm going in a stairwell right now um applied in the fall and um, of, oh, let's see, whatever year it was, the year that, the year before, or the fall before I went out. So last year, that fall before March. I, mean, I know it sounds confusing. So I applied via video. Um, I told them all about myself, and um, I was very vocal on why I was a huge asset um, for anyone who wanted to be in an alliance with me, what I could provide to the team. And not just in words, give it, you know, examples of things that have happened in my life. Um, and since I've, I've watched the show, like I said, like I idolized these people when I was younger. It was never I idolized um, a, like a Kim Kardashian. You know, yeah, I may have played with Barbies, but I was like, you know, a person who played with Hot Wheels. So watching Survivor, I wanted nothing more than to be on the show. And I, it just yeah. took me so long to actually apply. And that's the thing is people just got to actually do it. You got to take that step and apply because you never yep. know. And then you just keep going because look at Cece, look at Adam, look at the people who have applied a million times and yep. it finally happens. You just can't give up on a dream because that's not what dreams are made to be. You know, you got to keep pursuing it. And you've got 15,000 people. So you did sometimes hard for them to find somebody awesome. So that, that makes <laughs> yeah. perfect, perfect sense. Oh, Michaela and Zeke making that transition to go back-to-back seasons, and they both did well, and they both made it, you know, to the merge and pretty deep. So, were you surprised how well they both did, or did you expect that going who they are? As no, I yeah, no, I wasn't surprised because no matter what, to me, when you have not watched a season of people play, they're just going to be an asset on the number sides for you. And Michaela and Zeke could have played a completely different game, but I don't really think. I think Michaela played more of a different game, um, or she tried to anyways, you know, to hide her emotions on her face. And she was doing a good job of it, I think. 
Um, so she did better in that way. Zeke, to me, I don't I, – I mean, maybe it's just me saying this. I didn't really see an, him really change up his game. He was still playing somewhat aggressive. Um, and, you know, again, we don't see everything. There's 72 hours of footage in one episode, sometimes four days instead of three. But in my eyes, it didn't really seem like Zeke had changed his game up too much. But going back-to-back like that is very, very difficult. But it is an oh, asset yeah. for them when they that everyone else doesn't know how they played and who they are. They just have to use that to their advantage. Um, yeah. And who knows if that, you know, that'll happen again for any player. But I think that was a huge asset for them, but very hard on their body and their health and their mind. I couldn't even imagine. Uh, yeah, back-to-back players, there's only so many that have even had to do it. But it seems like many of them have done pretty well. So it's a testament to all those players that have it. You know, Michaela Zeke's refined their game some. Michaela still has some of her tendencies from the same season. And Zeke, you know, had to – well, all the things he went through were shocking. I asked Will the same question, and it's, it's a hard thing to talk about. Will even did, too. Just do you have any opinions or thoughts on that April 12th episode just as a friend and cast member of Zeke, what we have to watch <sighs> afterwards? And you know, like, you don't yeah. watch that funny. You know, it's a hard thing to talk about, but just the whole – what happened? I mean, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, with the whole thing, um, oh, man. Um, sorry, I'm, like, getting a phone call right now. It's not That's good. Okay. Sorry. Now. Um, um, but... Sorry, I'm, like, getting food delivered, and this is, like, the worst time ever to get food delivered. I'm getting food delivered. Well, why don't you get the food delivered, and I'll just kind of carry it. I'll kind of just talk for a while. So do what you need to do. I'll fill the gap. No, how about this? Can I just get the food and call you right back? Why don't you do that, and we'll get you back on the switchboard, okay? Thanks. Okay, yes, but hold that thought, because I really want to answer that question. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll be right back. All right, so you will be back Yes, yeah, Sherry. It was, uh, it was, I'll just speak of that while Ficky's getting her food. We had, uh, we have some protocol when the, uh, cast members come in with their families. We let the, we let people try to check in and we don't try to swarm the cast. And one thing I want to attest to is when, when Jeff came in and Zeke, like we didn't really see Zeke come in. He came in pretty quick, but when Jeff came in, all the fans just unspoken. We try to give them space because we knew how tense the situation was, um, what had happened online between, you know, a bunch of armchair quarterbacks who want to talk about these people that played this game in Beach 10 months ago. Um, so I really want to say that the fans reacted well to him there. We're, we're friendly to both parties and just we don't really have a place to interject. Like when Will said, when he was here two weeks ago, we have no real basis to know what, what it's like to be there. Because Figgy mentioned 72 hours of footage on multiple cameras for 42 minutes. So all this stuff happened. We don't get to see it. We don't know what what all's going on. So I just want to say that was something to really. But I wanted the first thing everyone wanted to do as soon as he was comfortable is give a hug to Zeke and to Jeff because it was trying for both people. Right, it really was, and I was very happy to see that they were both there in good spirits last night. Um, yeah. 
I do know that, you know, Jeff was fired from his job. It was good to hear that, you know, he's got a new job. A lot of his clients followed him, and he's doing well. Um, and, you know, Zeke is, is doing well, and both of them seem to be in a really good place. And I was really glad to hear that, you know, and to see both of them in high spirits. You know, it was a bad thing that happened, but both of them seem like they've been able to progress from it and and move on and learn from it and move forward. So that's really good, and I hope the fans can do the same. For sure, and the one thing that Jeff had that was was helpful was his family and friends, he had his partner there, and as Vicky mentioned, somebody she was really looking forward to, and my, my favorite cat member, and there's a lot of them to go through, but Lex, he and his wife were there, and they were guests of Jeff, and they hung out with Jeff, and they were a buffer, and people were very protective of everyone involved because, you know, at the end of the day, these were all they're all people with real emotions, and it's just some easy character that some writer's sitting somewhere, like David, from last season, no one's sitting there writing in lines for these people. These are they're experiencing this. They're deprived of food, water, family, stuff like Facebook and Instagram for seven weeks. You're you're stripped down. It's 100 degrees. It's 100 percent humidity. You're eating what 300 calories a day, if that. You're dehydrated. Right. People can have reactions to things. So, any fan that wanted to overly criticize whatever. You know, Zeke's journey to his own life. If you're criticizing that or Jeff's reaction, you need to STFU because you're not living in either of these men's shoes. So don't, you know, did Jeff make a mistake? Yes. Did Jeff own it? Yes. Did Jeff explain it? Yes. Are they both for the past it? Apparently they are. So it's something really good to see from a fan's perspective. That's the sad thing is that oftentimes, you know, the cast members get get past it and they're fine and the the fans won't let it go and yeah. that's what really upsets me is the fans won't you know let it die and won't let it go they keep the hostility going and they're the ones that need to move past it that's so i hope they're able to do that and that's why i really like the millennials versus gen x cat because there was drama from the Koron group and coming out to their finale, we weren't sure, you know, it's always a, you're not sure what you're going to get. You're, you're sitting in a lobby trying to meet people that you don't know. And the millennials were the Gen X cast, and Vicky led the way. We're just so friendly with each other. There was no drama. There was no peace. They were accommodating all the freaks in the lobby that wanted pictures and autographs and to talk to them about whatever they did on day 17 to somebody else. Like, uh, it was great, and it, it, it was palpable because it's the game changers. These those people had, were kind of a little bit elusive, so it was. I want to give Millennials versus Gen X another shout out because they were so friendly to the fans and to, to each other. That's the biggest thing is this: is everyone through whatever they dealt with, and at the finale, can everything be buried? And that I felt that with game changers, and I felt that with last season. Speaking of millennials and Gen X, I'm going to bring Figgy back up. She's back on the switchboard with us, so welcome back, Figgy. 
Hey, guys, I got my food. <laughs> yeah. Hey, food. So, yeah, I know it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a loaded question, sort of, but it's always interesting to get the individual perspectives on, you know, this huge moment. And I think it's probably the biggest moment since Borneo or Australia with how much CDH has covered it across the world. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I have my opinion on it, 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 it was a topic that was, to me, I understand, you know, how it came out and everything um, and how bad it sounded and the way Barner said it, you know. It came out maliciously, yeah. but he, he owned up to it. He knows he was in the wrong, and he's tried to fix it. And I think that's maybe what you guys were touching on, um, and I yeah. try to catch the end of it, and I just hopped on, was that the fans hold grudges with things like this. And, yeah. um, you know, it's life. Things happen. This thing just happened to be publicized. And um, yeah. it's unfortunate that it was publicized on national television. Did it have to be? I mean, I don't know. You know, that, that it was a part of Zeke's story. It's a part of Varner's story now. And they get to be examples to the world. And it did get a lot of national spotlight. I think that um, both people had to suffer from this. Um, and I, to me, I mean, people can say what they want. I was straight up defending Zeke, but I was also straight up defending Varner because um, I could see the desperation of trying to stay alive in a game for a million dollars. And we're playing Survivor, and people, people say there are no rules in Survivor. So where do we draw the line here? And, you know, when you're that desperate because you want that million, you want that title, and then something something like that happens, and you're like, oh, yeah. oh gosh, I can't, you can't take it back once it's dead. But then, it, I mean, he realized, he's like, I messed up, I messed up, and it was too late. So where do we draw a line here and say, you went too far for a million, well, it looks like Jeff Barner is the one paying for it. And I think that it's, to me, it's a closed chapter in a book. I, I want to shut the book. I want it to be done yep. and over with. I want, I want them to continue to be examples for everyone in the um, lesbian, gay, trans, bi community and anyone else yep. who they can really, you know, be a uh, spokesperson for in any given situation. They're role models now. And um, yep. I think that the world needs to uh, realize that Jeff Barner is actually a really good person. He's a friend. Yeah. He is a family member to me. And um, as much as Zeke was on my season, um, you know, I, I mean, I don't know their relationship now, um, yeah. but I just want Barner to be able to be okay again, and he has been getting better. Um, yeah. To me, it's almost – I mean, I'm not saying uh, – I, I just have really bold opinions on it, and I'm trying to, like – you know, bite my tongue. It's just a spotlight on it, so it's like, is it yep. good spotlight? It's good spotlight for one person, but bad for the other. And that's, yep. to me, not okay. That is not okay to gain this spotlight from the situation, and it kind of rubs it into someone else's face who made a mistake. And to me, that's not very, uh, that's not yep. a humane thing. So that that's what I have to say about that. Sorry. Okay. I, I just have a very full opinion about it. That's fine, and let's, let's talk about other things for sure briefly. You're, I don't want to keep you too long because I guarantee the timetable. So what other – You're fine, finale, you're fine. From the finale, we saw some pretty pretty epic things and two, two things we've never seen before as a fan. Man, I'll start with going into the final six. It, everyone was aware there would be three idols, the legacy advantage, 
and yep. an individual community, and the perfect scenarios all happen. What was your What was your opinion on? And I know personally, I'll wait for what my opinion is of what happened in three. But how amazing was that as a viewer to see that all those scenarios come together in the final six? So, what was your take on that? I thought it was a little much. Um, I think there needs to yeah. be a. I mean, it was cool. It was very cool to watch, but I think there needs to be a line drawn. Um, yep. because I mean, I get that you want to hold your idols to the end and that's okay, but maybe we just have too many advantages and too many idols. Like I get it. Survivor is a game of chance. You know, I, I, yep. I think, um, someone told me, I'm not sure if that's right or not, that jury hasn't had a single vote the whole game. I'm not sure if yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a single yeah. vote. She didn't even go to tribal in pre-merge. Yeah. And you know, she, she still, I don't think and that tribal would have gotten a vote and that's something to be proud of. But this is, I get that, it's its almost like Hunger Games, and there's these gamekeepers, right, the, the producers and Jeff, and they create these yeah. things, and they throw them in the game, and they're huge twists, and they, they screw people they screw people's games up. Look at Malcolm. Yeah. Now we got three that just got idled out, advantaged out. Like, it's a little bit too much. I like the, I don't want to have to be like, oh, wait, oh, oh, Sarah has this, Ty has that, and Troy Fan has that. Like, it's a, I just like... Hidden immunity idols. Maybe I like the old school play. You know, let's go back to how season one, season two were, where we're just doing idols, and it's every. It's like maybe one person has it, and that's it. You know, but Figgy, we've been talking about that a lot here on the show about going back to like a season one where it's strictly like old school Survivor, where there are no idols, there are no twists like they're doing today. It's just like an old school season where, you know, it's simple survivor without all the the frills and twists and just a simple game of survivor. And I think a lot of people would like to have a season like that. Yeah, I Again, wonder, you know, you guys are breaking up really bad. I know. I hate like, to say it, but... You guys, you guys are like breaking up really bad. You sounded like that for a while, and now do I still sound really bad? I think you're going uh, Kind of, yeah. You guys sounded like like a robot that was getting electrocuted and like dying. <laughs> now I guess I do. So. Is it better now? Are we in a bad spot of Colorado here? It's still it's bad. Different. All right, we're gonna call in. We'll call back real quick, Sherry. We'll call back in. All right. All right. All right. We'll keep chatting. Okay. But, yeah, I think a lot of people, a lot of fans, you know, I've I've mentioned it on Twitter before, and a lot of people respond and say, you know, oh, we'd love to have, a, you know, a survivor like that again, you know, and just a Borneo, you know, survivor yeah. with, without all the thrills, you know, the twists and all the things they throw at them today, you know. I think that would be awesome to do. I think so, too. I um, wish they like would do that. I just gets to be too much, and it's not that rawness that Survivor was back in the day. I mean, you know, I'm thankful that there are idols because that that's cool. I like I like idols. I don't have anything against them. I just think we put too many advantages in the game. 
Like, we don't need Cochran out there. Like, Cochran, he wants to be a millionaire, and Cochran is my phone a friend. Like, he needs that. You know what I mean? All right. Can you back on with this mic? Am I, is this better now? Or is it worse? Yeah, or is it... yeah you're good. I'm sure you had some background noise, but you're better. Yeah, I'm on speakerphone. Bluetooth's not working. This real car will go. Not where it needs to be. But... Oh. Uh, now you're just simply cutting out completely. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. They're All right, gone. we'll keep chatting. Okay, so um, what did you? I, I guess I'm gonna go. Well, here, let me try them back again. Hi, Mike. Oh, how is? Am I better now? Yes. <laughs> Oh, sorry, this is like season one. I did the show. Biggie, thanks for all your technical, for hearing all the technical problems. We usually don't have this because I'm calling from a landline, not the middle of a vehicle. So, yeah, back to basics. It would be phenomenal. I don't know what I missed. Um, the other question I wanted to talk about was the, the end of the jury, the whole new jury format. And what, what the hell was that? Like, I thought it was interesting, but... Why did we have it? What's your opinion? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think they just like to kind of mix things up. You know, we've noticed that all season yeah. long. There's always something twist. There's a twist around the corner. There's always something new happening. Um, so I think they just wanted to rev it up one last time at the final episode, and they made it kind of like at the open forum that it was. Um, I thought it was yep. unique. It was cool. Um, because it is kind of like, you know, an actual jury, like, talking this over. Is this person guilty or is this person uh, not guilty? And I, I kind of, I liked it. But at the same time, I do, you know, I mean, back, like, again, like, like old school survivors, when each person has a question. And even Michaela in her Ponderosa video is like, I'm excited to ask my really hard question to everyone. And then it's just an open right. forum. So, you know, I didn't think it was bad. Um, but you know, I mean, Aubrey, I talked to Aubrey, she said she really liked it. So she thought it was really neat. So, I mean, I, I mean, you know, if I'm in their shoes and I do it one day, uh, maybe I will be on board with it more, but I think, you know, I'm good with just the classic things, I guess. Yeah. And you think I thought it provided more Jeff's interference, not necessarily the other jury members, because jury members can grandstand. They, they've done that since season one. Too often, she almost cost Richard a million dollars, because she switched a couple of young people. But I thought it was yeah. more Jeff's intervention versus the Because the jury can basically say as much as they want to their statement. I found it interesting. So. Yeah. It was very interesting. You, um, I mean, I heard the tribal council lasted a couple hours, so... Wow. Do you... Uh, were you were you a fan of Sarah winning? Did that uh, did you like how that happened? Yeah. Or did you more, yeah. Okay. I mean, the, even the edit of her like more and more, it obviously was showing why um, she deserved to win, and it, she made a lot of bold moves. That was really really good. Um, I mean, she played a great game. I told her that. I loved. I thought it was very fun watching her. Um, and I wish they would have shown more of Troyzan. Um, I, I don't understand why they didn't show more of him and why how he got to the final three. Maybe side conversations show that, but I, I thought that was kind of 
not cool of them to take that away from Troy Zian. Um, and then Brad, he had a strong first half, and then they kind of showed him, I mean, not slipping in the second half because he was winning individual immunities. You know, he's controlling Ty a little bit. He has Troy Zian. He has Sarah. I guess apparently they were in, like, a secret alliance, Sarah, Troy Zian, and uh, uh, yeah. Pepper. You know, they agreed maybe at a dinner they had on a reward or something. But, um, you know, I – I wouldn't have been surprised if Brad won because he also played a great game. If people held guards against Sarah, she wouldn't have won. So if we're going to, you know, give um, praise to where it is it's supposed to be, then we would give that to Sarah because she played um, a game from what we see again. Again, you know, it, I mean, it's one hour of 72 hours. So maybe yep. Brad or Troy Zan did do something and then we're not seeing it. So it's all about what's being put out to us. But I'm very happy with that final three in general. I, I think that's amazing. And um, you could have, I mean, each individual could have won for many reasons. Um, you know, yep. Troisian had that, uh, Troisian was the underdog. He had the underdog story uh, from, you know, I think it was the Nuku um, tribe that he was lost on or whatever. I can't remember. It's been a couple episodes. But, um, you know, back then when he was at the bottom, and um, he found that idol, and, he, you know, he's yep. held on to it the whole time. Like, he's had a great story. I wish he would have yelled, this is my island at some point. But, you know, what can you do? I was, yeah, I was surprised we didn't see him more. But I, I, I liked how he honed his game because he came to this charity event helping uh, at Bob Crowley's house for the Wounded Warriors. And Troy's band, I got, he really got to test himself. And uh, he did some intentional things. I, I, I didn't like how they undersold him. I, I didn't like how Brad was interacting with Ty, and I was a little shocked how, you know, what happened with he and Debbie way back on the tribe, and then Debbie was one of his biggest advocates. I, I was just interesting the relationship you guys have out there where, you know, you can be that feisty with somebody. Then when it gets to the actual end with who you think deserves to, to win, you can resonate with somebody and make that connection. So that was all interesting. I, I really think Brad... He made, they, and Jeff did the what if game, which Brad didn't like. But you know, if he takes Ty and Troy's in, Brad Culpepper has another million to go with. Is already, you know, however much he made in the NFL. So I was just, you know, yeah. it's what happens out there. Were you surprised what Aubrey on the was island? Target right? Were you surprised Aubrey was that big of a target right after three? Did you think she had no chance after? So they made it seem like there might be a possible flip because I think Sarah might have been worried about a lot of things. But I think at the end, you think she was just too worried about Aubrey, and that's why Aubrey went, but she did. Yeah, no, I think it was quite obvious. I mean, Ty wasn't going to go. Um, yeah. I think. I mean, I think it was apparent. I mean, even if, like, you knew back when Sarah and Troy Zan had that alliance and then Troy Zan yeah. trust Brad, I mean, I kind of see where everyone would be tight with each other and just be like, Get rid of Aubrey. It's an easy vote. Yeah. In my eyes, it was an easy vote. Cool. Um, I we were gonna do thirty minutes, so and I know we had some technical stuff, so feel free. Whenever... Okay. Your time. Um, um, looking. Uh, anything from this season that we didn't directly talk about that you wanted to talk about? Other things that before the finale, leading up to this finale. Um. You know, people that, as a fan, that you were surprised that maybe somebody did really well that you didn't think would do well, or you were surprised they were even maybe in this season, or somebody that you were surprised that went really early? Any, any? Um, Haley, Haley to me, Haley surprised me this season. 
I thought okay. she did pretty good. Um, okay. I was sad Sierra Easton was the first out. That made me sad. I was really rooting for her. Um, Sierra Dawn Thomas shocked. played a great game. Yep, yep. She just got she got cocky. She did. She knows it. Um, I love Debbie. Yeah, I, I love, love, love Debbie. I wish that she would have made it to the end, man. I would have loved to hear her final tribal speech, you know? It would have been amazing. And I want to go to her uh, LinkedIn page. I was one of the jokes, one of our other things, that all the stuff she's done in her life, is, it's, it's pretty fascinating. And you were talking about you were really stoked to see the queen. How the hell did Sandra Diaz Twine make it almost to the merge in the changers? I, as a fan, well, how do you think she did that? What what did Sandra have that she's she's so good at throwing attention onto other people? We saw it with the sugar. We saw it, you know, wherever it. I mean, um, went yeah with the sugar. Um, and I'm I'm trying to think. There's multiple situations where she threw it off of her own back because she knew she had to do that. But then she would lie yeah. low if there was like a situation where they needed a number. Sandra filled that for people. And um, I think she played an amazing game, and I loved watching her. I was bummed, obviously, that she was the uh, sixth boot, but she would she would have been a really fun jury member. I would have loved to watch her in the jury, especially with Michaela and Suri. But um, yeah. I, I mean, she she knows how to work people, and she knows how to reel them in, and she is just a very fascinating human being for that reason, okay. and so that's why she is one of the best players. Cool. And my final question, unless Isabel, she's listening to this, driving around this parking lot. My final question is going into your season, and this isn't a dig at you by any means or your cast, but the theme and seeing the logo for Millennials versus Gen X, I was like, what the hell is this? And I had a similar feeling watching the promo for last night. I love Survivor. I always watch it, but what's your opinion? And I haven't even really said mine directly, but heroes versus healers versus hustlers. Just as a fan of this from, from the beginning, what's just your initial reaction to that? And what, who are you looking for? And which group are you rooting for out of those three? Um, well, for starters, I hate the name. Okay. Like yeah. I was kidding around. Just name it. Survivor, I'm going to run to the grocery store, grab milk, do you need anything? Like, it's going to get to that point. And one of my friends, she even said it, it just needs to be Survivor. It, it doesn't yeah. need anything else. You can you can give it a theme, but don't label the actual season that. Like, just it's just Survivor, and then explain what, how the tribes are broken up and why they are named the way they are. Um, yep. If I was going to root for a tribe... I mean, the Hustler tribe is very interesting. Um, I like the whole, you know, they, they hustle, I guess. I mean, yeah. but um, the surgeon that was um, displayed on the Healers tribe, I think that he, yeah. he's going to be, he could be a little bit like a David on my season, but I feel like he could annoy some people. I don't know, but he also looks like he, he could, I don't know if he's an outdoorsy person. It seems like he's not because he's inside working and in surgery. So I don't, yeah. I don't know how he's going to adapt. Um, with the heroes, I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, they seem like they got some good strength on their tribe. But I hate the name. The cast has looked pretty good. Like, that was a good preview. Yeah, like, yeah. when I watched when I watched the Kaurang preview, I was like, what 
the heck is this? Like, I was not excited yes. to watch that season. Um, but they did a great job on this trailer. I think it looks like it's going to be a good one. I'm excited for a newbie season. But it is yep. a lot of young people. It's a young cast. It is very young. And I, I, I especially thought it interesting that a bellhop was a hustler. I, I, I want to dig into these files once they release everybody, get to know them, and and I'll stalk them in a hotel lobby. I'll shake their hands and get pictures, and it'll all be cool. <laughs> so at the end of the day, it's all fine. It's just, yeah, I, 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 it's unfortunate that the show has to, for production reasons, repeat locations where, you know, each season can't just be Survivor India, and then they're doing something crazy like this. I, I understand it saves the show's longevity. They're going back to Fiji for two more seasons, but we don't need a 15-syllable name for the show. I mean, come on. Yeah, no. Just have it, name it. Name it after the country. I don't care. Or maybe not because we keep going back to Fiji because it's beautiful and safe, knock on wood, you know. But just I think Flat Out Survivor yeah. is awesome. Yep. Well, I appreciate your time today. And uh, I want you to – I don't want your food to get cold. And uh, I know you're recovering from – Oh, you're okay. I've been numbing this whole time. You're good. I've been numbing oh. on it. Okay. Uh, Isabel's here. I, I, I've been monopolizing the time. It is Michael Mike, but it was her first finale. So I don't know. Do you have any questions for, for Figgy or what was your experience being out here at this first, first finale? Would you like, would you not like, did you, are you going to reconsider our engagement? Like what, what, what happened? <laughs> it was fun. Um, it was my second event, but my first finale, I kind of took a couple breaks and walked away because it was just getting a little too, heavily congested and just a little too that's for me. Like, I'm a fan, but I'm not super fan. Like, it's just not ingrained in my... And so I just took a little break out of way. I ended up running into Jeff Varner and talked to him for a little bit. That was nice. Okay. Met most of the cast from this past season, from 34. Got this fangirl on Malcolm and Joe a little bit. Uh- yeah. <laughs> More Lex. I was excited to meet Lex because I've heard a lot about him and, you know, a big part of Michael's life. So be... It was great to meet the dude that's going to marry us next year. And the shocking thing where we got our engagement video, I don't know if you know Chelsea or talked to her, she actually knew the guy who videotaped our engagement video in Costa Rica. So it's such a... Like she goes down every year and stays there for two days. where we got engaged. So that was just the connections you make with the TV show. It's just shocking. Sherry, did you have a... Do you have any questions or comments uh, to Vicky or anything we didn't cover from the recap? I don't have notes. I'm kind of... I'm sitting at Walmart in a parking lot talking about <laughs> something that just happened like ten hours ago. Um, I just wanted to mention what a what a enjoyable season she had and how much we all adored her and how much I hope she gets to go back on and play another season because I know she's going to rock it when she goes back on another season. Everybody adores you, Piggy. And I know when you go back and play a game that's your game, you're going to do so well. You have Thank you a personality so much. that everyone loves. And we actually we have somebody on the switchboard that I think would like to say hi to you before you go. If I can bring her up, would you mind? Okay. Of course. Of we have course. somebody named Kansas who would like to say hi before you go. Hi, Kansas. Hi. Hi, Figgy. Hi, Kansas. How are you? 
I'm doing so good. I loved listening to you, and I just wanted to tell you, I'm so in, in the same sync with you of pretty much everything you were saying. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's all crazy, you know, but, um, I mean, yeah, we love the show, right? Oh, yeah. And I did kind of like your show, Mance. I know it kind of went downhill, but it was cute <laughs> watching it. You know, just, just as a fan, you guys were just adorable. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. You either, you know, you were for it or you were against it. And, I mean, I even was just, like, trying to keep it a secret, you know, as much as possible, and it just wasn't going to happen. But, um, you know, you live and you learn, and I hope one day I can go back and play as a strong individual and uh, show everyone what I'm made of. Well, you deserve to, because that was the only thing I think that I was against the show, Mance, was that it booted you out. And you were playing great. I would have loved to have seen you last longer than him. So that was kind of a disappointment. So I hope you do come back. I'd love to see you. Me too. I hope so too. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Absolutely. Are there people people you want to, other pre-merge people, Biggie, that would be an ideal people you'd like to play with? If everyone was pre-merge, who would be your want list just in case they're eavesdropping they can hook you up with people you want to play with? Ooh, like people that people were uh, pre-merged like me, you said? Yeah, yeah, pre-merged like you, that would be an ideal tribe of, you know, I don't know, a couple people you like to work with. Okay, um, honestly, I love Varner. <laughs> I would love, love okay. to work with Varner. Um, Mari, okay. um, even though I voted her out, I didn't want to vote her out. It was just, it had to be the move because there were rumors about idols and we knew that the guys would not play an idol for Mari this early and we had to just take her out. And that, and we explained that to her, but I think she would be an awesome ally um, to work with. I'm trying to think. Hmm. I mean, Kelly Wentworth, no, she's not. No, she, you can't consider her anymore. She's too strong. I know. I know. Right. I'm trying to think. That's a tough one. I'm going to have to really think that one out and get back to you because, I mean, I'm just thinking about recent seasons and I'm, like, having to, like, really work my brain here. And I'm like, okay, let me think about it. Because there are so many people even past the merge that I would want to work with more than people that are, you know, in the jur- or in the pre-jury. So that one's hard. Are you there? I'm here. Okay, that was weird. Sorry, it was like dead quiet. Yeah, everyone else is <laughs> it was there. quiet. We usually usually don't have dead air with this many people on on the line. Okay, your friend, I was like, what just happened? <laughs> the tribe is spoken. Yes. Yeah. Well, Biggie, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. And I can't wait to see you at another finale or event. So, yeah, I'll see you, what, next weekend. So, can't wait. (laughs) I know. It's going to be fun. All right. Well, we'll see you then. And thanks for stopping by Mike on the mic. So, have a great day. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks, Fiji. Take care, babe. You're welcome. I will. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, I'm having some sweetheart. She is. She's uh-huh. amazing. 
Sorry to cut you guys off. I'm having some technical difficulties in a new studio. So this is a rental car with like a thousand miles. In a new studio. And as soon as it goes, as soon as it goes out, I, as soon as you guys start sounding weird, then you can't hear me. So we're just gonna press through for like eight minutes, I guess, and see. Um, anything else to result? I don't know what else really we need to cover from the finale. You guys have any more opinions on the new twist or the new season? I just. I just I don't understand like Figgy said why we need all this rigmarole like just go to another island group in Fiji and say that like come on oh darn I did have another question I wanted to ask her and I forgot before she got off the line I have a question to ask things- you guys I'm sorry yeah, what is me, it? Jerry. go What's ahead your question can't then we'll ask uh, Sherry the question. Maybe Figgy can uh, get back with us next season about Sherry's other question. So what was your question, Go Kansas? ahead, Kansas. Did you guys, were you guys surprised at who won? I wasn't. I thought Sarah played a very good game. Going into the oh, final, yeah. six, final six, though, I was all... The people I wanted to do the best finish in sixth, fifth, and fourth place. I thought Ty had turned his game around. I still didn't think he had played that great this season, but I thought he played a lot better. Aubrey loved in Co-Wrong. She's amazing. I thought she was getting some kind of weird inverse edit. And then Suri, just such a impactful, powerful person. I mean, on my Survivor application, I talked to Suri about this. She encouraged me. She was the original encouragement to think I could ever even do Survivor. When I weighed 520 some pounds, Sheree was a motivator. And I put in my videos, Sheree lost 30 pounds, and I've lost nine Sheree. Like, that that was very powerful for me. So I thought Sarah, though, from the presentation of the game we got, just totally dominated. I thought Brad started out doing a great job. That's who I thought was going to win. I think at some point, he knew he had to win immunity, and I think that rubs some of the jury wrong that you can just win a necklace and save yourself. When Sari and Sandra and some of these other players save yourself with strategy and social skills, to me, will always outrank physical. That's why you'll beat Ozzy and Cook Islands. I think at the end of the day, unless there's a very specific jury, I think social and strategic players will always triumph over challenge beats. So you have to bring all of it to the table. So I did like the format where they had to sell, you know, the outwit, the outplay, and outlast. But a good presentation of your game, you should be able to talk about that without, you know, the 12 angry men and women that we got last night. Oh, that was crazy. No, I really was surprised. I thought for sure that Brad was going to win. And actually, I was rooting for him up until last night. And seeing what went down, he really surprised me. And there were so many things. I'm glad that he did his apology last night to Ty. And he was, it was very heartfelt, and he meant it. And it was good that he saw how he, was, you know, how he treated him and that he apologized to him. But th- there were certain things. He got so cocky, and that for me, made me really want her to win, you know. And so I was thrilled with the outcome. But, 
I mean, it just and, and and from what it looked like, he would have won if he would have kept Ty. Yeah, and I think that's so, what Jeff, Jeff agrees, yeah. and I think he won an alpha male, and I think that might that, that may be why the format changed. It it would have benefited an attorney like like uh, Brad Culpepper versus. You know, Sarah's a cop, and Troy Zan's a photographer. You know, a trial setting's not going to help a cop or a photographer. They could all be at the court, the court reporter, and the the cop coming in to, to talk about a certain case. But Brad, that was Taylor Fimprint. But if a jury comes in and they don't like you because you rubbed them wrong for 39 days, you can't recover. You know, Troy Zan thought he had these relationships. And we didn't see it in the edit, but he he told me in person that there was more to him. So I was just, I I always thought Sarah did a hell of a job. The the whole legacy advantage, what she did with that, getting the other uh, advantage out of Michaela. Absolutely. Both steel, like, just amazing. And I agree with Figgy. There's just too many idols. What if, what if. Yeah, I agree. The other Definitely. idol. What if that other idol's in there at final six? What if no? All people are safe. What's fair? What What happens then? You play four idols in the legacy advantage, and somebody has individual immunity. All votes are nullified. Who Who goes home then? Like I think it's the show set it up so up for bad scenarios. But, but it was I crazy think, because you really didn't know even how the jury was going to vote. I mean, it yeah. was—it really was a nail-biter. I had no idea. The people that you thought were going to vote for one didn't. I mean, it was just crazy. But it was very exciting. I was kidding around at our viewing party, which was at Nina Porsche's house. I said, wouldn't it be shocking if Brad and Sarah both got three votes and then somehow Troy Zane got four votes from these relationships we didn't see? And then that would have blindsided everybody, but... What, yet again, final three, someone got no vote. So yeah. I think no box I'll ever stand on, aside from never having outcast and never having a schoolyard pick, is never – stop doing a final three. Eight out of ten times, one of the finalists, or sometimes both finalists, get no vote. In a final two, there's only been one shutout ever, and that was in Tokichi. So let's stop it already. Well, you guys, it was great talking to both of you. I'm looking at the clock. Just like Figgy, I'm placing a takeout order. My husband's coming home early for the hockey game. So I've got to get up and make this order. But thank you for picking up. I'm so glad I got to talk to you. And just like you guys, I thoroughly enjoyed this season. It was marvelous. We'll see you next season, Kansas. You're more than welcome to call in anytime. Absolutely. Take care, guys. You did a great job. Wonderful, yeah. Mike. Thanks for calling Thank in, Kansas. Thank you so much. It's great to hear from you. Great talking to you. Have a great night, guys. Bye-bye. Happy Memorial Day. Bye-bye. Yes. The other big thing, Sherry, that I want to mention that isn't really direct to this season was because it was Game Changers, all that, those past players, it was just really moving every time I see people that haven't gotten to see me for a long time. You know, Lex is my favorite cast member, and Biggie talked about how big it was to see him. But to finally see him after two years with all the Walt weight loss, he was just, he was impressed. Past players were impressed. And even got a little more headway possibly with some casting people. So 
stay tuned. I think there's still a shot here. Now I can't do a lot for city government, but Mike on the mic may not. I may not be able to host the show if I get on it. <laughs> There'll be uh, limitations there. So I, I think we've had a hell of a season, Sherry. What a, do you have any closing thoughts on game changers and this season? Um, I thought one of the really interesting things about the season was how they did tribal council this year, allowing everybody to, you know, get up and whisper and, and, you know, it used to be tribal. Everybody just sat there and they weren't really allowed to talk at tribal. And I wanted to kind of get Figgy's take on that. Um, what she thought about how they're allowing them to now, you know, get up and and whisper in each other's ear and change things up, you know, at all the tribals. Um, mm-hmm. It really, I think, came into play at many of the different tribals this season and the votes and. I just wanted to find out what she thought about that. You know, it's quite different than, you know, all the seasons we've seen in the past. Did they have that a little in Millennial versus Gen X? I thought they might have had some of that, but I don't know. I, I can ask her and I'll find out the premiere episode. I'll get you an answer to what she thinks, and we'll definitely – I think that's going to be a talking point for future seasons is – you know, is that something we're going to see now? And the one other thing, I'll give myself a shout-out. I hypothesize if it was a tie in the final tribal, Oops, last night confirmed, if a finalist gets no votes and it's a tie, they'll cast a deciding vote. So I thought, surmise how something worked in the game, and now everybody knows that that's the truth. So, But we have it on tape somewhere here that, I've said that first, so yay for me. <laughs> I uh, I really enjoyed this season. I thought it was a great mix of people. It was sad to see some of the, the greats go out so early. I do kind of think there's a little bit of an overflow of... of twists and idols and advantages and that kind of thing that allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. But it was a great season and I think Sarah winning was she was a great winner for the season. Um yeah, I enjoyed Brad's gameplay in the first half of the season, but in the second half, I saw the same Brad that I didn't like before come out. Yep, I would agree, and I thought it was interesting in the final three, just like in Blood versus Water, we had someone dominate dominate the vote. We had a Culpepper get three votes, and we had another player get none. So, just interesting cosmically how the show works out. 
Yeah, you can tell how much Ty gets involved in it. Yeah, yeah, he uh, definitely, and his uh, he he just can't really separate the two parts of the game. I think there's some real cutthroat people that can, you know, like Richard Hatch, can totally separate the two, the game versus reality. And some people, it's more enmeshed, and it shows maybe your level of character or not. I don't think either one's right or wrong. It's just interesting how people can, you know, respond in a different way. Where Ty said he had permission to do wrong things, but, you know, game's a game, and it's just, you know, how can you live with that? And then your jury, some juries love a feisty player, and some some don't. Sometimes you can vote somebody else and win their vote back. Sometimes you can't. So it's just, that's why this show will never be old, because... Every jury, every season's different. No matter how many times they go to Fiji or Samoa or the Philippines, it'll it'll always be fresh in a, in a way. What did you think about when Brad came out and said he didn't really need the money anyway? I thought that was from an editing standpoint the uh, the precursor to him getting not the the win. I think no one really directly talked about that to my knowledge, but him saying it himself to the viewers, yeah, you never need to say that, even if it's true. Yeah, don't ever say that. I thought it was funny. And I also, he came to the finale in this, like, nice beard, and I will attest, I'll speak for his book as he's driving that, just the mustache alone, not yeah. really a great look for Mr. Culpepper, okay. I, I don't think. Maybe the beard or nothing. He should have kept scruffed. Scruff it up. Uh, we're both pro scruff. Wow. <laughs> the mustache was a little nineteen nineteen seventies adult film star looking. Yeah. We were we were like he was looking pretty cool in the scruff. There was a lot of people on Twitter that were saying he looked like a high school principal, a high school teacher. I would agree with that. Oh. <laughs> I thought they were remaking the Breakfast Club, and he was uh, the assistant principal getting ready for the nine-hour detention, and that's kind of what we went through with the finale with the nine-hour detention. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. Um, I really don't have much else to really say. I, I was a hell of a season. I'm. I'm looking forward to next season to recap it and uh, I don't know what else to say I'm just looking forward to next season I agree I don't like the name for next season I think Fiji you know Fiji is beautiful so that's always going to be a great backdrop and Figgy and her opinions are beautiful yeah the name is just too much folks we don't need all that crap so Right. H H versus H. H versus H versus H. (laughs) I also want to mention Fear Factor is going to be back on starting May 30th. So while we're waiting for Survivor to come back on, you can watch Fear Factor for a few months. Um, For sure. And that show. Yeah. Amazing Race got renewed, too, and it uh, should be a, a great couple. The, the, we were not going to miss the show tonight, but I can't wait to see the conclusion of the Amazing Race. I think it it's rekindled some viewership, and maybe this new format will be what we see. Total strangers coming in to play the game. 
You know, I kind of like it. I like it, but I, I also think... like... I, I think it would be cool to do half of the groups, maybe six of, the, six of them, like, teams of two, and then six random people just to see who would do better. So they did that a little bit with the blind date season. So I think it's a good twist, but there is something about those pre-existing relationships that people can come in with, like fathers and sons and married couples and, you know, various groups, friends and everything else. I, I think it is that that's the core of what the show was. So I think it's a neat twist every now and again, but I, I kind of like the show just, you know, people that know each other. Because you can get more drama out of that, I think, just because they've known each other for their whole lives, not just, yeah, my partner sucks, like, no, I totally love this person, but we're going to be bombastic throughout five continents screaming at each other. But, yeah, well, check out Fear Factor. That's on NBC. What day What day is that on, Sherry? Um, I'm not really sure exactly. Um, I, I know America's Got Talent's coming back on, and Fear Factor's coming back on. A lot of, you know, a lot of those summer shows are coming back on, so... Um, I don't have the exact date and times, but we'll, we'll, well, we'll check it out. Yeah. And I'll see you uh, in the fall on Thursday. We'll we'll Mike on the mic, Mike, Mike on the mic, Mike on the mic. We'll we'll be back. <laughs> not in a car and not in Denver, Colorado, but yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, Mike, for doing the show. Um, the season and look forward to having you back next season as well. Jason, JTV in the chat room is telling me both shows are May 30th, the same day. America's Got okay. Talent and so, Fear Factor. Same time or same day? So can people still watch same both? Day. Or? Okay, well check same out Fear day. Factor. I don't know what then, time. then watch the finale of The Amazing Race. And they got renewed, so they'll be back. So, yay, amazing race. But hopefully the Emmy goes to Survivor for this interesting, you know, water water cooler moment with Zeke and Varner. So, we'll see. All right. Well, you and Isabel have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. You too. We will. You guys do the same. And uh, all the... All the former uh, men and women who served and that aren't with us or are with us, just want to give a shout-out to them. Thank you for their service. Absolutely. And remember to join us on Monday for Manic Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central for Manic Mondays with Michelle Costa from Big Brother Season 10. Um, Not this Monday. Because it is Memorial Day, we're taking a break and hoping that everyone shares Memorial Day with your family and loved ones. But we will be back following Monday with Manic Mondays. So I hope everybody has a safe and blessed Memorial Day weekend. And join us the following Monday for Manic Mondays. Everyone take care and we're going to end the show with Ron as we always do. Again, Mike, thanks so much for another wonderful season, and I look forward to next season with you. 
Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to close out the show tonight with Ryan. Here he is to take us out. Good night, all. This is the finale of Mike and the Mike. Good night, all. God bless. Thank you, everyone. I'm signing off, too. I'm going to finish off the show with... Oh, man, what am I going to finish off with tonight? I've got lots of stuff I can finish off with tonight. But um, you know what I'm going to finish off with tonight? I'm going to do this one. Sweet dreams. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. That's a wrap for us tonight and for the season of Mike and the Mike. Mike, say goodnight. Goodnight, everybody. I'll say goodnight. Bye, goodnight. <laughs> That's a wrap for us for the season, everyone. Take care and happy Memorial Day. Be safe out there. Remember to don't drink and drive. Good night, all. Take care.